Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 716 Hawaii. I am joined by the full crew today, Jihei Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. Jihei, how are we doing today? You know, it is finally a beautiful day out uh, in Southern California, and I am still going strong with over 90-plus days of not drinking. So um, I'm doing great. Damn, you lasted uh, a lot longer than I thought you would, (laughs) Gia. You and me both. (laughs) You and me both. both. Uh, Yeah, I'm just still trucking. I think I'm going to try to make it to, like, a little over 100. So we'll see, though. July 4th weekend will be a challenge, Jihei, but you'll, I know. you'll be strong. I know. Yeah. I'm still trying. We'll, we'll see you on the 4th. Yeah. Armani <laughs> Buckets, how are you doing? That is awesome, Jihei, because I was with Arash in thinking that it was, <laughs> I, think I, I, I think I thought a little over a month and, and it would end, but man, yeah. three months is incredible. Good for you. Um, I just want to say really quickly that I understand that NBA draft time and free agency is exciting, but I get so frustrated by the constant rumors that almost contradict each other on a daily basis. Like on an hourly basis, you'll have a rumor about something and then an hour later they'll flip it. This is the time for misinformation and as much as I love this time of year, it also can get really frustrating to know what's true and what's not. I think the key, though, is, listen, uh, generally speaking, you guys know who to follow and who to trust. And I'm not saying that they're 100% right. But, you know, Woj and Shams, if they tweet something generally right. I mean, sometimes on our our text exchange, I see uh, tweets being sent to us by uh, people that I'm not sure who they are. You know, no disrespect to uh, content creators out there, but I'm not going to get my news sources from them. Uh, but yeah, we, we listen, we're going to get into some rumors out there. One by a source I trust a ton, but Brandon draft day is coming up. By the way, Victor Wembanyama, amazing. I mean, I saw this guy in Vegas, uh, a year ago. I've never seen someone like him. Throwing up the first pitch at Yankee stadium. We have, I mean, just like everything he does is like a story holding a b- baseball and how small the baseball looked in his hand, trying to hop on the subway. Brandon, how pumped are you for the draft? Very pumped. By the way, I literally just posted the uh, final NBA mock draft on the Sporting Tribune. But oh, I, nice. what happened was I, I started it in Baller Sports Dialogue, right? Because I didn't want to start it in notes and yeah. pulled it over. And I did it last night, so it's on four in menu order. So maybe perhaps after the show we can put it up to one, maybe. Um, but 
Uh, that obviously happens because I started it last night, and then obviously ah, TV, uh, TBW, TBW was uh, doing the Angels coverage, so those, and he's great at that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I've known for weeks that um, the Charlottes were probably, uh, Charlotte Hornets, I said the Charlottes, Hornets and Charlotte, that they're going to take Brandon Miller. It looks like they're going to, and it's going to be a colossal mistake, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think Scoot Henderson is a, is a generational prospect, just like Victor Wembanyama. And I'll I'll go as far as saying this: you have to consider Victor being French. I know it's I know it sounds crazy. I know that's like I'm sorry, like Tony Parker. How many great French players have there been? Like let's just let's name them. Rudy's kind of soft, right? Like Batum is good. Like I'm just saying, he's great. And he's going to be an excellent player, probably the best French player of all time, although it's not a high bar. You just have to be better than Tony Parker, who's great, of course, but come on, Victor should be better than him. I don't think there's enough credit or enough uh, media talking about how Scoot Henderson could possibly be better than Victor Wembanyama. It's a certain, it's, it's a possibility, as good as Victor is as a prospect, in my opinion. I mean, they're two separate, they're two separate positions. Like, you can't really, it's like apples and oranges, isn't it? When you can yeah, like great players, but, but I feel like the difference is like, and Victor's going to be excellent. We all know this. As long as he can stay healthy and he can put on some weight, because I think he's about two hundred pounds, and he needs, he's going to need to be like two thirty um, to play. You know, just like Chet, he's going to have to gain weight. But Scoot is like has that all time great Kobe mentality. Like he leaves his phone at home. He's the hardest worker in this draft from multiple sources that have said that reliable ones. And I just trust a guy that's going to continuously get better and give his all to a team. To me, that screams all time great. That screams like a Kobe Bryant type. And I'm not saying Victor isn't that because he has all the talent in the world to be a mix of Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis, something we've like never seen before. But I'm just saying like, there's going to be, I feel like not a lot of people are talking enough about how great of a prospect Scoot is because realistically, as great as Paulo was last year, uh, if you compare him as prospect, Scoot would have went one. But if you didn't see what Paulo did this year, because uh, now, now seen in retrospect, Paulo was amazing, right? Like you would think, oh, I'm taking Paulo, 6'10 guy who can get guys open as a playmaker. But I'm saying as prospects, you would take Scoot. And there's an argument you would take Scoot over Kate Cunningham, as great of a prospect Kate Cunningham was. So for me, I just don't think there's enough respect giving being given out to Scoot, who I think is going to be an all-time great, as well as Victor. Well, the biggest thing that I've been surprised by, and you've talked on this, is that Scoot may not even go number two in the draft. And now Woj is reporting that Brandon Miller, following his second workout, uh, does look to be the number two pick. And, and so what does that mean? What are the dominoes that fall if that happened? I mean, is there a, a line of teams that are looking to uh, trade up? What, 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 t- tell me why you think it's, again, you're very high on Scoot, but a lot of people within the league are saying, yes, he's good, top three, but not number two right now. I think it's more fit. And I think Armand can attest to this. They are scared that Scoot won't be able to coexist with LaMelo, both ball-dominant guards, right? Um, Brandon Miller, he fits a, a position that's in like a dime a dozen, a 6'9", 3-and-D wing. And Brandon Miller, by the way, no hate on him. I just think Scoot's going to be better all time. Like Brandon Miller's going to be a top 25 player at some point in the NBA, I think. Like I think he's really good. He's like Paul George. That's like his comparison. Although Paul George has a little more explosiveness, but I think it's positional need. Uh, they really need a forward. Kelly Obrey's great, but he can't guard a traffic cone. You know, I hate to say it. I mean, he scores twenty points per game, but like, come on, like yeah, that's your that's your small forward. And then Miles Bridges 
caught that case, you know, so I don't know when he'll be back in the NBA or if he goes to the Hornets, if he is back. Right. So they need a small forward. And I think that's why they're, they strongly are considering both. And they kind of think like as great as food is all time, we've built around LaMelo. We kind of need a piece that's going to fit him more. And I do think the fit is better with Brandon Miller. I just think when you have a talent like Scoot, you can find a way for it to coexist. I didn't stop the Pistons from drafting Ivy last year. You know, he was the best player available at five. They took him. <laughs> they could have taken Jalen Williams. They could have taken anybody else. They took the best player available at five, right? So they have him and Cade. Obviously, that remains to be seen if it works out. But the Hornets are going to select Miller. And Portland, huge dilemma. I want to hear Armani Buckets' take on this because you can't go. I'm sorry. You cannot go. Only Portland would go into the season with Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp, Damian Lillard, and Scoot Henderson on the roster. Only them. They have to trade Lillard or they have to trade the pick, Arvon. Am I wrong? I mean, for for me, it's it's common sense. You're not going to compete for a championship with that core, but you have such a great jumpstart to the rebuild if you just take number three and you're being gifted Scoot Henderson if the uh, reports are true about Brandon Miller to the Hornets. Yeah, I would shop Dame. And by the way, I, I feel like Anthony Simons is getting disrespected in all this because he's still such a talented young player um, keep all three, Simons, Sharp, and then the number three pick, if it's Scoot. If it's if it's Miller, I agree with you that I do think Miller will be really good, but I don't think he'll be Scoot. I'm I'm aligned with you in that. And if it's if it's Miller and you really, really want to push for Dame to try to compete for a ring, yeah, maybe you do shop it, but it seems like that's the one that has the most smoke screens that I've ever seen. You have literally almost every single star player being linked to that third pick, and then it's like, oh, no, they want to keep it. Oh, just kidding. It's Paul George. Oh, just kidding. It's, you know, it's like every single hour it goes a different way. But, yeah, I mean, if you get a chance to jumpstart your rebuild with Scoot Henderson, as good as Dame has been, I mean – you got to do it, right? The one thing that I don't like, though, is how everybody pushes for Dame to to move and to get traded. It's like, if the guy wants to stay, why are you hating on him? He probably knows that if he stays, he can't win a ring. But it's like, if you really want to, if that's what makes you happy, then, then I'm not going to hate on him if he doesn't win a ring. It, it was his choice, and if he want, if that's his happiness, then that's his happiness. Yeah. But by the way, guys, so we talked about this, and sometimes we, we, we bring up potential moves that make sense to us. And I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. When you look at rumors, when you look at stories, look at the source. One of the most respected sources out there is Mark Stein, formerly with the New York Times, lived here for quite a while, went to Cal State Fullerton, so I mean, he, he's pretty plugged in. He had a pretty bombshell report, I thought, because again, we were kind of jokingly or saying, hey, listen, guys, if you were the GM of the Clippers, would you consider trading Paul George? And everyone said, they're not going to do that, but yes, I would. Well, Mark Stein said the Clippers are you know, dipping their toes in the water, seeing what the trade market looks like for Paul George Brandon. We talked about this yesterday. I mean, we'll see if something happens. I mean, I still would be shocked. But the fact that they're making calls around the league, seeing what the market looks like for Paul George, that's a huge development. That's all talk. 
It's all talk. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, they're too prideful. As much as I love Lawrence Frank, and GA knows him very well, and he's a very, very smart man, and as much as I love Jerry West, they're going to see it through. Um, and perhaps they're right in the long term to kind of see this through. But I've been saying it for weeks, Arash. If you're worried about the stadium and having stars, like Scoot Henderson's going to be a superstar, right? So you have him, and then you still have Kawhi Leonard. So you're going to have two superstars regardless, right? So for me, I'm thinking like bridge the gap. You can still, by the way, compete for a championship. That's how Scoot, how good Scoot is. In year one, if Kawhi Leonard is healthy, you can still do that. You're at least going to be a playoff team, right? Um, and for me, I just don't – I want it to be true. I really want the Clippers to do it because I had – I have so much admiration for Lawrence Frank and Jerry West that I want them to get it done. They're, you know, great executives. Over the past year, let's call it how it is. I just haven't seen great things happening. Um, signings, whether it's trades, I've seen you know them be um, in, indecisive in what they're doing, and, it, and it's like, do it, just trade them, trade Paul. I'm sorry, like because even if even if the Blazers get Paul George, that's like best case scenario. What are they a first round exit, Armand? Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that Blazers well, team would be so interesting, man. I, I, I'm not disagreeing that they definitely could be a first-round exit. But, okay, Dame, Jeremy Grant, Paul George, <laughs> Shaden Sharp. Yeah, it's not a very good team, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think Cap is Western Conference Finals if they somehow get a miraculous path that that suits them. But what would the trade be? Because I'm, yeah, right. I'm working on the trade machine right now. And how does this sound? Paul George for the number three pick, Anthony Simons and Yusuf Nurkic. I feel what? like oh, that's too much. Well, apparently, Paul George. apparently they don't they don't view Nurkic as as an asset anymore. They view him more well, as like a liability. So but the contracts would but he's making so much money, Nurkic. You could just have him and then uh, I guess you can't. No, you can't give up. That's too much. If you give up Simons, I mean, the Clippers would it have to give up like too somebody much. else for that. That Marcus Morris would have to be traded. <laughs> make the hey, you know what? It wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me with the Clippers who say blank them picks, man. So it <laughs> wouldn't mean, shock my me. my favorite meme, and it's not really a meme. I guess it's just facts. Is when. Uh, they show what the Paul, tra- Paul George trade was. I mean, yeah. the number of picks. And again, I know people say, well, Kawhi was part, but he wasn't. Listen, Kawhi basically said, if you get Paul George, you, you get me. So in the Clippers' eyes, they viewed it as a trade for those two guys. But I'm telling you, Toronto didn't get a, a, one draft pick from this. So this was all thunder. This was just the Paul George trade. And I have never seen a more one-sided trade in perhaps league history. When you look at the number of first-round picks, First round picks, players, and pick swaps. Oh, by the way, not just any players. Shane Gilgers Alexander was a part of that trade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, you wish you could trade Paul George for Shea right now, right? Just alone. Can we trade you Paul George and Kawhi for, for Shea Gilgers Alexander? I mean, the Thunder would say no. Um, well, then I'll start with you, and I kind of want to get the group's opinion. I mean, we've, we've heard a lot about how deep this draft is. I mean, there's just an amazingly deep draft, whether you have number one or number 17, like the Lakers. Is this the deepest draft class that you've seen? Ever? No. But no, it's very okay. deep. 
It's very deep. Uh, no, it's not. But, it, you know, it's not as top heavy as a lot of people think. You know, like everyone's like, oh, it's one, two, three. And then there's like no one else good. But um, I do want the Lakers to keep that 17th pick. But it's looking like they're moving towards trading it. I don't know for who, but it looks like they're thinking about it um, from reports. Obviously, I think that was Bleacher Report. I think it was Fisher who reported that. I don't know for sure. But We'll see what happens with that. I want him to keep it because you can get a guy like like Kobe Bufkin, uh, Jordan Hawkins. Jordan Hawkins, by the way, is like an Anthony, Anthony Simons 2.0. He would fit in perfectly on the Lakers. He's a catch-and-shoot guy with some secondary shot creation, and he's better on-ball defender than Simons. Because Armand, as much as he loves Simons, you know Simons can't guard a park car. No offense. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, well, neither can Lillard, and he's a top 10 player, right? So, I mean, you don't really need, if you can do so much offensively, you don't need that. But Hawkins can. There's so many talented guys that can are plug and play. I mean, you could even get Jaime Hawkes with the 17th overall pick, and I wouldn't be mad. Because that's a role player that can fit in anywhere, right? So, this is a deep draft. Bailey will be there. A bunch of guys will be there. And Clippers have pick 30, by the way. So, do yeah. they also trade that in the poll? If they're getting Simons, perhaps that's involved as well. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you? I mean, again, it would not shock me if the Clippers did trade um, for Simons to um, and traded away that thirtieth round pick. But then again, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if they did nothing. I mean, like they've done the past few years. So um, I, I don't know if this is going to be a fill a need kind of a draft for them, or if this is going to be a. What do you guys think? Do you think this will be a fill a need kind of thing, or is this going to be like a? Like we're gonna we're gonna still try to help out this team, or we're gonna just blow blow this up and and try to maybe figure something out. Personally, I think that this is the off season where they actually entertain what Mark Stein reported yesterday. I do think that if the right deal comes along, that they will move Paul George with the Lakers. What's the right deal? That Portland one, if you can get your hands on Scoot Henderson, I mean, I think that's yeah. the perfect start to, you know, you're opening the new building with a young star, um, an exciting, you know, electrifying player. I, I think that well, would let's be... Let's be perfect. realistic. I do really think that they're going to blow, like, blow, blow, blow it all up for, like, one big, huge star. I, I guess we, we've already... Well, they have to. I think they kind of... Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If they believe, if they believe, like Brandon does, that Scoot Henderson is a generational talent, this is sort of like, hey, listen, th- th- we are, we're kind of at the end of the line with these guys. We can't really trade Kawhi because no one thinks that the guy can play more than a few games. Paul George has value. If they can trade, if they can flip Paul George and something, you know, I mean, if, if you can say Scoot Henderson is our talent or is our star for the next 10 years, I think... I love that move. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, look, he's the closest thing as, as I've evaluated prospects over the past couple of years. I think him and obviously Victor are the closest thing to sure thing, like all star superstars. And somebody, I was on the charity stripe yesterday on AMP and I was talking to those guys, Alex and, and Josh, and they were saying, how many top 10 players are under 6'3"? It's just Curry, right? And he sh- can shoot lights out. So that's a good argument, too. Scoot is not Curry. Can't shoot like that. He's 6'2", 6'3". Can he be the anomaly? I think he's the closest thing to prime Derrick Rose. So I think he can. I guess yeah. we'll see. But listen, G.K., I mean, th- this is kind of what you said. And I know that on paper, when they're healthy, they're, you know, one of the best teams. But 
when you've seen this movie play out enough times that we've seen it play out every year since they've been together, you got to move on at some point, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I said it from, you know, since the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Blow it up, man. I'm very okay with this. Um, you know, I, and if they can get a generational talent, because I, I agree with Brandon on this one. Scoot is a generational talent. He's going to be able to create for you. He's going to be able to do a lot of things. Now, I think the turnaround isn't going to be as quick. Um, I would love for it to be as quick, right? But I don't think it's going to be as quick because adjusting from the G League to this is still rough. Um, I don't care what league you come in, uh, um, you're coming out of. So I, I think it's going to take him two, three years still. But you know what? I'll take those two, three years because you know we we waited this long for them and we barely made the Western Conference Finals. I think with somebody younger, you can possibly do you know a little bit better and go a little bit bit further. Dare I say it? Actually, win the Western Conference Finals. So I'm um, I'm optimistic. I'm a little bit <laughs> optimistic. So we'll yeah. see. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we're going to give the floor to Brandon. Brandon, by the way, I don't know if you uh, reloaded the SportingTribune.com top story. Brandon is going to go through the first round of the drafts. So we're going to talk about that when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090s from the California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited so get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, we would normally go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline, but uh, Brandon, you uh, top story on the Sporting Tribune, big day tomorrow, draft day. Victor Wembanyama, of course, is uh, projected to go number one. By the way, gee, I don't know if you saw, someone bet $60,000 at uh, DraftKings that Victor would go number one. That uh, is in line to pay... 300 not a bad draft uh not a bad uh, bet if you wanted to uh, you know have a nice steak dinner and have it be basically be paid for by victor i mean he's gonna go number one so whether you bet like a hundred thousand or whatnot but anyway uh brandon let's go through your uh mock draft we'll go around the room see if they uh the group agrees Disagrees. We know who's number one, Brandon, but begin the process. Number one pick 
is going to the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, I mean, they're going to take Victor. I think everybody knows that. That's why that bet in Vegas is like minus, what, a million? I mean, <laughs> it's free money. You're throwing yeah. 60K down to win. Vegas is just gifting you $300, but you got to prove you have the $60,000 to even place that bet. Um, but look, I mean, Victor's going number one, most talented prospect since LeBron all around. We'll see if he lives up to the hype. Number two, like I mentioned, the first uh, steg. Charlotte's going to select Brandon Miller. I think, uh, you know, that's not a great selection considering how I value Scoot as a future 10-time All-Star and Superstar. Um, and I have a trade, a blockbuster trade uh, in my mock at the third overall pick. I think New Orleans, Pelicans trade Zion Williamson, the 14th pick in this year's draft and a future second-round pick to the Blazers for the third pick, the 23rd overall pick, Nurkic. And you can maybe add in, I might be a little off, probably Simons as well would go there in that in that trade. Um, and I have them taking Scoot Henderson and moving Zion Williamson. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. Obviously, the Bill Simmons report from a few days ago said they'd be surprised if Zion's on the team by draft day tomorrow. But uh, it's looking more and more like Portland might take the take, make the selection and then may perhaps move it after. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Scoot's a generational player. Four, I think Houston hey Brandon, blocked it. Let's just yeah, hold on for a ahead. second because I'd love to get G. Hayes per perspective okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. on that. Yeah. Again, Zion, or listen, when he was selected, a generational talent can still be that, of course. Uh, G. A. for you, do you think this is a change of scenery is going to help? I mean, obviously, we kind of know what's happening with him off the court as well. We don't need to get into that. But uh, your thoughts on a potential trade here? Yeah, you know what? I wouldn't blame New Orleans for wanting to jump to dump him. Um, even when he's on the floor, you still want to think you still are kind of holding your breath right and thinking, God, could this kid possibly get injured again? So um, even with all of the nonsense that happens off the floor, even the on the floor stuff is so troubling. So I'd say get in while you fit in now. I don't blame from a um from a business perspective, I get where New Orleans would be coming from if they did make that trade. So I, I don't, I wouldn't blame them whatsoever um, if they did it. Um, and if they do, you know, I guess, I guess, good for them. I, I just, I don't know how much they would possibly give for them. What, did, what did you say, Brandon, that they would probably give up? Uh, the Pelicans, Williamson, yeah. um, their 14th overall pick in a future second, and they'd have to take on Nurkic, probably Simons, although I just put Nurkic on there as well in the third overall pick. Yeah, I think that they would want a little bit, I don't want to say a little bit more, but they would probably want more than that for like somebody that's going to be either Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson, right? Somebody yeah, that's like. I think, I think it's becoming clear that it's going to be Scoot Henderson, which I think helps yeah. trade negotiations because they would never. They would never be like, yo, let's trade for the third overall pick when there's still a chance that Charlotte could go scoot because you're not going to trade Zion for Brandon Miller, right? So No. Can, I, I just want to come to the defense of Zion Williamson <laughs> because this stuff, how many NBA players, without throwing names out there, are doing what Zion is doing discreetly and well, not getting caught. Well, that's the key. You got to do it discreetly. You got to do it discreetly. He's 22. <laughs> sorry. Th these things happen. It's not like, you know, there's levels to this stuff. What John Morant did flashing a gun twice on Instagram live is not comparable to Zion's addiction to, you know, 
BBLs or, you know, whatever you want to say that he's addicted to. But here's the thing. When he's on the court, and I get it, he's only played 115, 116 games in four years. When he's on the court, he's an undeniable superstar. And actually, uh, Brandon, you mentioned how Bill Simmons had mentioned that, you know, they think that leading up to Thursday, he will be moved. But he's done things on the court that we've never seen before when he's healthy. I just, I can't give up on him. Armand, you just said the opportunistic word, when he's healthy. It's like saying Kawhi is great when he's healthy. When is he on the court? And Kawhi at least has won a ring, has won two rings. He's been on the court. At least you can say that he's won two rings for you and he's been on the court. We can see what he can do when he's healthy. We don't see what Zion can do when he's healthy because it's so short-lived. It's so short-lived. And I love Zion. I have been singing that kid's praises for years. I love him. But at the end of the day, if you're talking about a business decision, you got to cut him. You got to cut the cord. You got to try and get some kind of value for him as an organization. It's sad, but it's just the nature of the business. Now, if we were going to go off of emotion, I'd keep him because I just love him. I think he's amazing. <laughs> like even with the controversy and you know uh, all the other things that are going on in his life right now. Congratulations on your baby, um, Zion. But other than that. I would keep him. I think he's a wonderful person. I think he's still, you know, obviously he's a man with needs. I'm not saying that this, you know, excuses his behavior, but I I think that he's still a great guy. I I don't think that he's a horrible person. Again, this is a business decision. This has nothing to do with the personal. This has nothing to do with all the other stuff. The last thing I'll say about Zion is I think the difference is that he's 22 years old compared to Kawhi being a lot older in his early 30s. The the thing is, I don't necessarily think Zion's body is going to hold up for the test of time. Does he scare me at 28 or 29 years old? Absolutely. He scares me right now at 22. But that would be a gamble if my team, the Chicago Bulls, was to trade for him. I would be really happy with it because I think that you're going to get six good years before it eventually officially starts to break down in his late 20s. I still think he's got so much to prove. I I think that you're kind of putting the cart before the horse. I think, you know what? You are like the ultimate. I thought that a rock was an optimist fan. Like you are the ultimate optimist. He's not an optimist. (laughs) He's not an optimist at all. Let me, this, this, this conversation has derailed with that. Brandon, <laughs> continue. By the way, heck of a, heck of a blockbuster. We'll have to tweet that, get some more clicks for your, uh, for your mock draft here. Okay. So that's, uh, number three. Uh, let's begin now with the fourth overall pick in the draft. Uh, yeah. So I think this is Amin Thompson. I, I know the Rockets might consider Cam Whitmore and they might be leaning that way because they have so many guards. Um, but I still think a guy that athletic uh, is far superior than his brother, in my opinion. And it's because of his athleticism, his ability to get to the rim and get others open. His brother is just a defender, in my opinion. And I think he might actually be a bust. Um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a great, like after the top three, I'm in is, is a risk, but I think Houston can gamble on the upside there. He's basically a prospect Lonzo ball with more athleticism. He's a wonky jumper. No one will guard him within five feet of the three point line yet, but like Anthony black, but I think uh, this is a good selection for the Rockets. 
Do you want me to go to five? Yeah, five's keep interesting. On, yeah, five is interesting with the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, you know, Detroit probably wished they got the a top three pick. I think Brandon Miller would be a perfect fit alongside both uh, Jaden Ivey and Kate Cunningham, but Cam Whitmore is the pick, I think, right now. I would pick Taylor Hendricks. I'm really high on him. I think he fits in perfectly with his shot-making and versatility defensively alongside Cade and Ivy, but Cam Whitmore is definitely a guy that can play with them. They traded Sadiq Bay. They need a wing. This is a young wing that they're going to get, and I don't think they even think about trading this pick, so that's Five. I'll go six before we start going Let's or what? Yeah. yeah. Keep on going. Six. Six. I think I disagree with, disagree with this pick and don't rule out the possibility of the magic pairing a couple players for perhaps a Zach Levine. If the bulls want to rebuild, although that's far fetched, the bulls are like the blazers. They don't want to trade anything. And then I think they take Ozer Thompson, the brother who I think has the highest chance of being a bust in this class. He's like a prospect Zach Levine, but I don't think he has as high as an upside offensively as prospect Zach Levine. So I think he could be a bust if the highest chance for that. The Magic, they can gamble. They're a close to a play-in team. feel like they can gamble on his upside. He's a defensive guy, wonky jumper, which concerns me, but he's athletic and is a good defender. Yeah. Number seven, we got the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, Taylor Hendricks. So that's the guy ranked as my fifth prospect in this draft. I really like him, Taylor Hendricks, a lot. Uh, lead three point shooter, thirty nine point four percent on four point six attempts per game. Six foot nine, a combo forward can play the three or the four. Uh, block shots at a high level, two blocks per game, seven boards. Other than Miller, I mean, he's about three and D player in this class. Uh, in this class, should be more efficient than Miller right away. I think he's like a Trey Murphy type guy. So and, I, I think, yeah, go ahead. And we should mention with Indiana that they have the 7th, the 26th, the 29th, wow. the 32nd, and the 55th oh. for a team that already has Halliburton, already has Benedict Matherin, who is, you know, early rookie of the year candidate there. And also, you know, guys like Miles Turner. Miles Turner's like 26, 27 years old. Andrew Nemhart was a great pick last year. This organization, and by the way, they've been linked to a ton of trades for the number seven pick, OJ Ananobi. Um, a guy that I think that they might end up making a swing at is Jonathan Kuminga, if they really want a guy that's a little bit more developed to fit in with that young core. But when we talk about these teams that kind of, you know, Everybody's talking about big markets, big markets, and I get it. Denver built it the right way. It looks like Indiana's building it the right way. We know about Oklahoma City, Utah with the with the Gobert trade and what they've started to build. Now the small markets are about to take over, and I think Indiana is a great one to watch in the East, even next year, potentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were really good when Halliburton was healthy, um, you know, so. But uh, eight. Armand, you'll like this. Anthony Black, Wizards. Michael Winger, newly minted GM from the Clippers. I think he'll admire that Black does all the right things. He can't shoot yet, which is a problem, obviously, but he, he's like a Josh Giddy or the mellow ball, right? Like six foot seven, excellent in transition, lets the game come to him. Possibly the best perimeter defender in the class. Uh, and he can play multi -posi multiple positions. So I think the Wizards really would take a guy like this and bank that they could teach him how to shoot, though they haven't been good with player development in the past, but maybe Michael Winger and new staff changes things. And then nine, and this is this is an interesting pick, highest riser in the draft, Bilal Koulibaly 
six foot seven, small forward, 18 years old, Metropolitan's 92. So a teammate of Wen Binyama. Wow. And I was originally not too high on him. Uh, I didn't think he had a jumper, but he ended up shooting close to 45% from three, only 2.3 attempts per game. So still a small sample size, but he's ultra quick, very versatile defender. He causes opposing offensive player problems, and he's an excellent cutter that finds ways to get up open. So I really think this is a guy the Jazz think, okay, this is a huge risk, but it's a high-risk, high-reward guy. So I think that the, the Nets 92 nine. having uh, two top 10 picks. That is pretty impressive, right? How about that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you want me to keep going, Arash? Keep on going. Uh, keep on going. Because listen, I want to see before we finish up with today's show, who are the Lakers going to take? But listen, right now, I don't <laughs> yeah, want yeah, to we'll get to that. We'll I don't want to get ahead we'll of myself. Oh, by the way, you you have another trade potentially here, right? Yes, so I think the Mavericks trade the 10th overall pick, Josh Green and Davis Bertans, to the Wizards for Corey Kispert and signed and traded Kyle Kuzma. So oh. I think that I think that's yeah, I think that's a trade that could happen, and I think the Wizards would take another guard, uh, Casey Wallace, six foot three combo guard, Ooh. freshman from Kentucky. I really love him. I think he's a, a ball hawk defensively. Drew Holiday is his player comp. Not the most athletic guy, but he's a winning player. He contributes to winning, and I think he's going to do it for a long time in the NBA. So that's that's a tr- and then look, hey, uh, GA, your boy Grady Dick, eleven to the Magic. I think he fits in perfectly. They need three wow, point you got shooting. Wow, high, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he's the best three point shooter in the draft, and people are really like, mm. people people are dinging him because he's white. You know, a lot of times they think he's limited athletically, and it's like wrong. That's like what we see on Twitter. I'm not trying to like promote a stigma or say anything like that, but he can play basketball at a high level. And I think Reeves is showing that it doesn't matter, you know, what race you are. Like you can you can play basketball at a high level. You can play basketball regardless of race. Grady Dick is the best shooter in this draft, and I think he fits in perfectly with Paolo and Franz. You know, as a as a guy that they can get open. Because look, Armand, tell me who on the Magic is their three point shooter right now. Ooh, uh, Wendell mm-hmm. Carter Jr. Yeah, the center. Okay, so they're a shooter. So. <laughs> right, yeah. so what are your I'm thoughts on Paolo that? Paolo in, in that arena? Oh, Not yet. Paolo, he can't shoot. Not yet. He can't yeah. shoot threes. Not uh, yet. And he's good. He's got a great Better memory. than Wendell Carter. I don't think so. <laughs> you might have to fact when- check that one, Jihei. I'll, I'll look it up, but he has yeah. the upside to, to, to be able to do that. But, I, I, Brandon, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, race should not even be a factor when it comes to Grady Dick. I don't think he's going to go that high, but I do think that he will go in the top 20. He's an incredible, he's generational talent, man. Like, he's just one of those, like, it may he may look boring to look to watch, but, man, he's exciting when you can see him on the floor. I was looking forward to when Kansas put him on the floor every single um, game. I, I love watching that kid. I can't wait to see him grow. I'm super excited for him. The yeah, only thing absolutely. that I would disagree with with the Grady Dick stuff is I think he's the second best shooter in the class after you know who, Brandon, Jordan Hawkins. But oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's I think a they're possibility. Both, both very, very, very good shooters. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and I think, yeah, so th- those are great points. I think 12 is is something where it gets interesting. Jairus Walker, and I'll get to the Lakers soon because mm-hmm. I know we're almost up in time. I'll skip a couple, but Jairus Walker, 12 to the Thunder makes sense. This is going to be a guy that really 
never is a one, two, three on, on a championship team, but he's a championship role player. And I think the Thunder are one piece away. They don't need a superstar, you know, to get into playoff contention. I think this is the guy to do it. 13, uh, Raptors need offense. Nick Smith Jr. makes the most sense. I have that. I'll skip a couple. I have your boy Hawkins going 14 to the Trailblazers. Um, they love Simons. That's his player comp. Let me go down to the Lakers. I think that, look, he must have a draft promise. I, this might not happen because he's pl- he's minus 370 to go before 13th overall. But Kobe <laughs> Bufkin. He is 17. my favorite player in this draft. <laughs> oh, here we go. Seven, 17 to the Lakers I've had for a long time, but it's so weird. He must have a promise in the top 13 because minus 350 yeah. or 370 on the books is, is wild. Is wild. That 13 and a half over under draft position. So uh, I really buckets. think... Why yeah, do you take, like go him? ahead. I just think he's a smooth... His his offensive game, I think, is really, really built for the NBA. I think playing with the NBA spacing will only help him. Um, I, you know, I'm not a huge watcher of college basketball, but it seemed like at Michigan, he was not given that much offensive responsibility earlier in the season. And as the season progressed, it felt like he got more and more opportunity to showcase his skills. He's just really smooth as a scorer, and I think it will translate to the next level. And if the Lakers get him, we, we've seen, we've talked about this, you know, at nauseum at what they can do with those with those draft picks and even undrafted players. Um, I think that would be a great fit for him. Well, by the yeah. way, it would be amazing if they drafted a Kobe, someone with the uh, name Kobe. Yeah. Really quick, Armand, you said that there's one player that they've been linked to that you do not want to see them draft. Who is that and why? This is a great uh, time to bring in Jihei as well, because that guy for me is Derek Lively. And I think that just watching his tape, I think that the fact that there aren't a lot of centers in this draft besides Wembenyama, um, I think has boosted up his draft class. He's known for his defense and shot blocking and rim protection. People are raving about the fact that he made like 15 straight three-pointers in an open gym. You know who else does that in the offseason? <laughs> Andre Drummond, probably DeAndre Jordan, every single NBA player I've seen do that in an open gym. So until he does it in a real live game setting, which he hasn't shown, I just don't like it. Jihei, quickly, what are your thoughts on Derek Lively? I love him. I think he has some great upside and you can't, you can't teach heart. Um, he has heart on the defensive end. I wish he would have seen an, an extra year at Duke, but you know, it is what it is. I get it, Derek, do your thing. Um, I'm really hoping that he does extremely well. He hit the record, by the way, at Duke against North Carolina in blocks that game with eight blocks. Nobody's ever done that before. So I think defensively he has an amazing upside. I think he's going to be great in the NBA. Don't, don't set this kid out yet. Yeah, by the way, no matter who the Lakers select in Rob, in the Bus family, we trust. They've really proven that. <laughs> if there's one thing that they do very, very well is draft and player development. So I'm very excited to see what they do with that pick. Brandon, if, if folks want to read the entire thing, go to thesportingtribune.com. Top story. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.